Each day we get hundreds of questions from our clients and other small and mid-sized business owners about some of the most common HR issues. We figured if they have those questions, you might too. Let's provide a lifeline and share our answers to some of the most common scenarios. This is HR Rescue with your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! Many small companies, especially those with fewer than 50 employees, do not have a formal HR department. The absence of HR means that owners and managers must take more responsibility when it comes to keeping current with changing laws and designing, communicating, and monitoring rules regarding workplace behavior. You may already be asking yourself how your business should respond to a sexual harassment claim. Another good question you should probably ask is how to decrease the incidence of such behavior in your company in the first place. Your concern here should not simply be to limit your business's potential liability, it should also be a desire to create a non-threatening work environment for your employees who will in turn do their best work for you. Employees are protected from harassment, sexual and otherwise, under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. While the law applies to companies with 15 or more employees, even smaller businesses should take steps to prevent sexual harassment on the job. There are two types of sexual harassment, quid pro quo. Quid pro quo is a Latin phrase that means this for that. Like the name implies, sexual harassment occurs when sexual favors are requested or demanded in exchange for a specific job benefit, like a promotion or a raise. Hostile environment. This type of harassment is when the employee is subjected to enough harassment to create what a reasonable person would consider a hostile, offensive, or intimidating work environment. Some forms of sexual harassment are clear-cut, such as physical harassment or requests for sexual favors. However, making offensive remarks in general also could be considered sexual harassment. The Department of Labor cites the following examples of behaviors that may contribute to a hostile environment. Off-color jokes, commenting on someone's physical attributes, displaying sexually suggestive pictures, using crude language, making obscene gestures. Small business workplaces are typically close-knit communities, and some of the behaviors above may be part of good-natured teasing or friends joking around. But it's easy for one person's idea of humor to cross the line and offend someone else. The best way to deal with sexual harassment is to prevent it in the first place. How? We'll start with a written policy. Communicate to your staff that you do not tolerate sexual harassment. Put this policy in writing as part of your employee handbook that employees have to read and sign. The policy should also provide an internal procedure for complaints to be filed, including several methods and avenues employees can utilize to report a claim. Since employees are often harassed by supervisors, the supervisor shouldn't be the only person employees can talk to. Let employees know they can come to you or another trusted manager who will be impartial. If a complaint occurs, take action quickly. You should talk to the employee making the complaint, the person accused of harassing them, and anyone else who can provide information, for example, others in the same department. Your investigating and reporting procedures need to be unbiased and thorough. Everything needs to be documented, from the interviews conducted to the subsequent findings and the corrective action taken. Don't forget to include a written acknowledgement of the resolution. 
Keep complaints confidential as much as possible. And create an atmosphere of open communication. If Jim's suggestive comments are making Jennifer uncomfortable, she should feel safe telling him to stop. Simply letting coworkers know that attentions are unwanted sometimes can nip the situation in the bud before it becomes a formal complaint. By taking these actions, small business employers can work to mitigate the possibility and associated legal risks of harassment in the workplace. You can find more information on preventing harassment at the EEOC website, including its guidance on employer liability for harassment by supervisors. When in doubt, always consult your attorney for guidance on any employment matters. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the HR Rescue Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review. The HR Rescue Podcast is made possible by HR Shield, the firm Consulting Group of Tampa, and your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! This podcast was recorded in Tampa, Florida and Greenville, South Carolina, and was produced by Lonnie West at LRW Media Studios. Find us in your favorite podcast app or online at hr-rescue.com. <laughs>